What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is up, everybody, fans and friends? We are back once again with another edition of The Heel Marks. This time looking at the Netflix original series, Glow, the final two episodes of season number one. And I do preface it by saying season number one because Glow has been renewed for season number two. So we're super excited. And by we, I, of course, mean me. I am custodian of charisma and i will sweep you away and i'm joined as always by the sorceress of sass she will sass your pants off i am brady she is danielle and together we are the heel marks what up danielle hey 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 final two episodes of season one are you ready oh i'm ready are you yeah i'm ready i love i love this show i'm sad i know that it ends I'm sad that it had to come to a close. I'm glad we get to rewatch it whenever we want on Netflix. Yes. And I'm also glad that season two is coming to Netflix. That's exciting. Me too. That's exciting. Danielle, if you had to guess right now what you would be going as for Halloween in like a month or two, what would you think that would be? I would think it would be Liberty Bell. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I... I would, of course, be Florian. What? You would be Sam. No. <laughs> yeah, Why? you would totally Why? be Sam. I'd be Larry <laughs> Bell, and I would take the three, what is it, the three spirits, Ronald Reagan, Larry Bird, and Jesus Christ himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's going to be so good. Now I feel like I have to do it. <laughs> that's kind of the only reason I asked, but you know what? The world, we all have short attention spans so but who else is blonde and fun to do that nobody else yeah i guess you're right unless you want to be um shit her name escapes me but the character that natalia played in uh debbie something no desperado yes debbie desperado i could be debbie desperado she was basically liberty bell (laughs) yeah like she's basically debbie from this show yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of this show, let's get right into it. First episode that we're, we're looking at today is episode number nine. Number nine. And, and it kicks off with the Flight 847 hijacking. Yeah. That and, was uh, pretty insane. Yeah. And this happened. This is real. Mm-hmm. And the, the hijackers are in Beirut. And uh, Beirut does not like hearing that name constantly brought up and brought up and brought up. And the scene ends with her just being like, all right, can we please stop saying that word? <laughs> it's like Voldemort. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Uh, but, yeah, that, that's how it gets started with a little bit of realness. And then we move right into Debbie, who drops her baby off with Mark. And Mark is just so comfortable. I hate Mark. And she eats with him because she's so hungry. But he is just so comfortable. Like, everything is all good now. And she's still trying to keep a distance, but she's weakening. Like, she's sitting there. She's eating. She's across from him. He's baby-talking the baby and kind of making fun of her. And she's just kind of, you know, leaning right back into that life that she never really wanted to let go in the first place. 
I hate Mark. I hate that he's knocking her down just when she built all her confidence or slowly is building all her confidence back up. He's such a sack of shit. He is. We should punch him. Yeah. We should sack whack him. Let's t- you, you, you sack pack. I'll punch him in the nose. No, sack whack, not pack. Well, that too. Do it all. That too. <laughs> so now we've got Sam meeting with Glenn Klitnick from the network. By the way, shout out to this actor who does an amazing job playing the creepy uncle on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, who he- is very ashamed of his very small hands. Mm. <laughs> and Glenn Klitnick is a completely different uh, character for him. So that's awesome to see. And he's, uh, he's talking about the pros and the cons of the show. The uh, the pros being the uh, the diversity, they love the black people, <laughs> and the cons being the KKK. <laughs> they did not like the KKK. Well, I mean, who does? Not me. Who does indeed? Um, and then Bash comes in late, looking like he just came from a bender. Like this guy looks like shit. He asked about the film location when the contract already stipulated they must provide the location. And, uh, you know, the network provides the camera and the airwaves, nothing else. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, they, they smooth that out. They come out uh, into the hallway. Bash is, like, lighting a cigarette as he, he shakes the guy's hand goodbye in the hallway. And Sam calls him out because Bash looks like shit. Yeah, he's like, what the fuck are you doing, bro? Why do you look like this? Where have you been? Yep. Seriously, where have you been? Because we learned that he's been gone for, like, three days. Uh, right? Something like that, yeah. Some, yeah, I think it's is. Yeah, Bash admits that his mom pulled the plug on his money, and, and as Sam puts it, if you don't have money, you're just an over-eager fanboy who sold a bunch of women down a pipe dream. I love that Which, line. <laughs> yeah, I love that line, too. And, I mean, we've been calling him a fanboy the entire time. We kind of said, like, when we first met him, we're like, so this guy, he's a producer, but basically, he's a mark. Yeah. He's a fanboy. If he, you know, and... He's true. Without the money, he's just the fanboy who's been trying to get a wrestling show put on. Mm-hmm. Um, so now they say that the uh, Mark uh, tells or Sam tells everyone that they're on hiatus, and uh, you know basically says, "Do what you got to do." But the girls, and he's very he pretty much gave up already. But the girls have the do-it-yourself attitude, and they, uh, with with Debbie's help, they agree to come up with a car wash idea. At raise the some car funds. wash. Working at the car. Yeah. I think they were charging too cheap, but that's just me. Yeah, what were they charging? $10. No, $10 and then $20 for interior work. $50 for interior work, girls. Come on. (laughs) Like, come on. It should be $40 for a car wash and $20 and $50 for interior. Or $30 for a car wash. Get it together, women. Or $20, $20, 50 for interior. I guess yeah. it's the 80s. I don't know. But I think it's stupid. I was like, come on. You're not going to make any money that way. Yeah. No, you're 100% right. This is, this is you know what? They need you. They need you there. Wow. To delegate. Helping these women make some money. They, they need to come up with funds and they are lowballing themselves. Yeah. So next we meet. Um, but yeah, that's what they're going to do. They're all gung-ho about it. And I thought it was interesting that Sam was very willing to just, you know, let it die. And and the girls were just like, no, nah, we're not having it. So we now meet Bash's mother, who is played. Uh, she's another veteran of uh, a Genji Cohen show. She was on Weeds. Her name is Elizabeth Perkins, and she is amazing. Very talented actress. And she is playing Bash's mother here, and she's having a charity event. I'm... <laughs> what? I'm thinking of her from Weeds, because I hate her so much, because remember when she she calls her daughter fat and she calls her Isabelle? I fucking yes. hate that. Yeah. Because <laughs> she's so um, angry. She's such a bitch on Weeds. <laughs> yeah. She's like... I'm like, aw. And then my brother started calling me Danielle Belly because of that. Wow. I know. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so she she seems like a rich philanthropist but like one in her own world yeah you know what i mean yeah like just very close you know very naive and ignorant at the same time kind of stuff um he tells her that he's producing a wrestling show for a tv network he's trying to trying to you know her to be happy for him proud of him but eventually he's just kind of like look just write me a check write me a check 
And I love this line. She's like, since when do we talk so openly about money? What are we, Jews? <laughs> and then he's like, this is very important to me. And keeping poor black children off crack is very important to me. I'm glad that's important to her. Who? I mean, who isn't it important to? It should be important to us all. I am Not- going to go on the record and say I've never heard you talk about money. Yeah. You being a Jew. Well, yeah, but I'm a bad Jew. Good yeah, but that's dude, okay. You're an okay yeah. Jew. I mean, I, no, dude. No, I meant to say dude, I not Jew. Appreciate, I appreciate you trying to be... Oh, okay, yeah. I'm definitely <laughs> a good dude. I, I'm, I'm a horrible Jew. I, I just... I love bacon too much. That's really what it comes down to. I love to. bacon too. Dude, I, I can't I can't give it up. Anyway. <laughs> so I digress. Uh, yes, I do digress. We could talk about bacon all day. But the women do have a car wash. And uh, at the car wash, Justine is talking to Sam, and she's asking about whether it's going to be over soon. But she's like, are we never going to see each other again? And she kind of makes it sound more like summer camp ending than a job ending. Mm -hmm. And he basically calls her out on that. And then he also calls her out on stealing the supplies. He's like, you going to steal any more of my shit? And she just looks shocked and walks away. (laughs) He's Uh, very mean to her. Yeah, he, he really, like, he just has no patience for this underage, over, overly stalker piece of shit. Or, not piece of shit, uh, overly stalker girl. Like, yeah. he's a piece of shit, and he has no tolerance. He just doesn't tolerate it. Yeah. Speaking of piece of shit, Mark shows up at the car wash uninvited. Okay, so this is this is when you really know. This is when you really know that fucking... I love when Sam is just like, that's the fucking guy? This, yes. This, this is the guy This is the guy that, like, tore your friendship apart? This fucking guy? Yeah, what does he say? He looks like a Weeble Wobbler or something? Yeah. Like... Oh, the Cabbage Patch Kid. Cabbage Patch Kid. He said he looks like yes. a Cabbage Patch Kid, which is funny because, like, Sam's, like, the bomb of the barrel, too. He's, like, an old, decrepit, like skeevy like hack yeah but in a way to, but he's used to girls sleeping with him for movie roles which was very like that happened back in the times so and probably still he, does yeah yeah he probably he just he, he gets laid and he can talk shit about guys like mark yeah or at least thinks he does um and debbie's a little cold and charges him double but it comes across more flirty than the cold shoulder it does you know uh, Ruth is quick to get the fuck out of Dodge. Yep. Sees him and just immediately gets the hell out of there. I wouldn't want to be over there either. Uh, Cherry gets a call from Glenn Klitnick, the man from the studio. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I, I love this. Cherry Bang, that can't possibly be your real name. Do I know you? Yeah. Like, like Cherry's just like, what, what are you saying? But, yeah, she has an audition because, as we have already mentioned, Glenn Klitnick from the studio loved the black people. Yeah. Not for nothing. She was great. <laughs> oh, no. She was very cool. And Keith is delighted to hear about it. Love being reminded of how awesome Keith and these two are together. Yeah, Keith is the only decent guy on this entire show. Yeah. But uh, we, he showed it to us time and time and time again. Keith is the only decent male He's the only the male show. baby with a po- With a possible exception of Florian. You uh, know, Florian's a good friend. Uh, yeah, he, he, yeah, he's a very good friend. His friend went on a binge and he didn't even care where he was. He yeah, that's cared, a really good friend. He cared. It just, you know, he was doing his job. His job is to open the door when it rings, answer the phone when it rings, and it didn't ring. Uh-huh. All right, fine. I'll stick with it. Keith is the only, only good male on this show. Yeah. Uh, so all the girls are talking, uh, you know, after the car wash and, and Bash shows up. And he's trying to like plead his case. I-, I love this line where they're like, "You don't look, uh, you don't look poor." Oh, he's not poor. He's broke. There's a difference. <laughs> Unfortunately, there, there is a, a difference. What? Unfortunately, there is a difference. Oh yeah, there's a big difference. <laughs> and uh, so Bashy comes to talk to the girls after failing with his mother, and the girls chew him out a bit. They made two hundred eighty-seven dollars. And somewhere in all this, Bash gets the idea. He wants to crash his mom's benefit. <laughs> and as they as as they crash it, Sam says, why are you all dressed like fancy Mormons? <laughs> well, they have to look professional. 
Right, and they didn't have too much to choose from. Uh, so they are going there as the former drug addicts, the wrestlers. Wrestlers against, against drugs. drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't mingle. Don't talk to anybody. Steal nothing. And he kind of looks over I at mean, Melrose, of course. What? I said, and then you look over at Melrose, of course. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. And so and so this this scene is hilarious. I love them being here. Uh, Debbie meets Bash's mother, Birdie, and she says, you certainly wear a lot of makeup. Oh, thank you. Yeah, like, yeah. so shut down. So shut down. Yeah, um, I, I also like when they start all telling their stories. Yeah, yeah. Their crack You'll- stories. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, dude, that is that is so good. Um, bef- and and Sam's not there because Sam goes to the band. He's like, got any blow? No, we don't. They look insulted. Want some? Does coke with the band? Now, the I love this scene. Is this is it's the scene, right? Yeah, he's talking to the band about his his movie. Yeah, and he's like, it's, it's called big- Mothers and Lovers. He's like, so this guy he. He wants to have sex with this girl. I don't remember the whole thing, but he wants to have sex with this girl, and then he's going to go to the future where she's gross, so he doesn't want to have sex with her. But instead, he goes back to the he goes to the past. He goes back, and he winds up. Uh, his mom keeps trying to have sex with him, and they're like, "Oh, we know that's that movie. It just came I out. I saw that. Movie, I saw that yeah. movie, Back to the Future." And he's like, "No, you didn't. I, it's my movie. I didn't. It didn't happen yet." And he's like, "No, Back to the Future." So you're telling me there's a movie about a guy who goes to the past and his mom is trying to have sex with him? And he's they're like, yeah, his mom's teenage self is trying to have sex with him. And that's just when Sam is just like, psh. Yep, turns out Mothers and Lovers is basically a more sex-focused version of Back to the Future the entire time. And this is the movie, this is the only reason he's doing the wrestling show. <laughs> to make this movie. Uh, I remember he- as he was explaining it, I'm like, he's describing Back to the Future. Dude, he's devastated. And especially because before this even happened, he tells Ruth they lost the venue. And he's like all the feet. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Did about that. Yeah. Ruth isn't phased at all though. And I just, I love this line. He's like, you're half Pollyanna and half Vince Lombardi. Yeah. He's like, well, what can I say? I like a hair. I love Pollyanna, by the way. Pollyanna is one of my favorite movies. Nice. Uh, Not many people have seen it. I love it. It's my favorite. I I cannot lie. I have not seen it. You probably won't like it. It's very girly. Nice. All right. Glad you're honest. Which is very very out of character for me, but I love that freaking movie. She plays the Clyde game. Everyone everyone likes girly stuff. Yeah. Uh, Ruth and Debbie engage in small talk at the party. Where Debbie kind of just thanks Ruth for getting the fuck out of the way when Mark keeps showing up. And Ruth doesn't ask. Debbie kind of just volunteers that Mark wants to work things out and wants her to come home and try. And I'm bringing this up because I fucking, I hated hearing this. It did not come across like, like obviously Mark wanted her to come home. Mark wanted her to come home the second Mark fucked up. Mm -hmm. By her saying this, I'm getting the sense that she wants to work things out and she wants to go home and she's surprised that she feels this way because she probably thinks that she shouldn't but she does and sort of like sell it to herself she's putting it like that where she's like mark wants me to come back and mark wants me to see a therapist and try yeah because she knows she, she knows she shouldn't be doing it yeah and you know like i said obviously he wants to fucking work things out. he's the one that fucked up mm-hmm. he's trying to get her back um 
But yeah, so Ruth asks if she's going to do it. What about the show? Almost implying that she can't do both. Yeah. Like she can't fix her marriage and move home without quitting the show. And, and this is awesome because Debbie, like this is the first time we hear Debbie really talk about how she feels about wrestling. And the first time she says it out loud that she loves wrestling and she describes in full control, being in full control of her womanly powers and that she feels like a fucking superhero. Of course you feel like a superhero. Wrestlers are superheroes and to some extent. I mean, especially especially for women. Oh, yeah. That's it's very empowering. Eyes are on, yeah, it's a very empowering experience. For any any women that, like, you know, if you're, if you're a feminist and you're into women empowerment, the truth is not just this show, but, like, women's wrestling these days, what they're doing on WWE television and in other companies with the women, it's very empowering stuff. And they are main eventing shows. They are doing things women before them have never done. They are being acknowledged for the first time, not by their looks at all, but a hundred percent by their abilities, and so it's a good time to be a women's wrestler and to be a, to be a woman uh, women's wrestling fan. And that's why I think this show was perfect to come out when it did. Oh yeah, it's it didn't come out when we were still in the divas era, when women were still on bathroom breaks, like yeah, they were still yeah. bathroom break matches. Right, a hundred percent. And I mean, they they were happening while Glow was a thing. That was kind of why Glow was such a big deal when it did come out. Because even though we're watching it happen again with Women's Revolution, and you can watch Glow and point out their silliness, and it's definitely highlighted in this show, but Glow was a big thing for women, just like it is a big thing for these women. Yeah. We've seen all these women be at low points of their life, and here we are. They're all superheroes. And uh, Ruth is, is justifiably happy that Debbie feels this way. They both, at the same exact moment, remember, though, that they aren't supposed to be talking. Because Ruth fucked her husband. Like, you see, you watch as they're smiling, they're laughing, they're looking at each other's eyes, and then they both realize, oh, wait a minute, no, we can't do this. Yeah. And then Debbie says this heartbreaking line. Sometimes I'm so sad you took away the option of us ever being able to have a normal fucking conversation. And right there, you remember that Ruth is kind of a bad guy in this situation, too. Like, right there, you kind of just, it's just, it's, you just, not even just Ruth's a bad guy, but you just remember how bad Debbie's gotten it so far. Like, this is a bad hand she got dealt. Yep. And despite everything that Mark made her see, you know, in that dinner, maybe some of it was her fault. Maybe they, she didn't play the perfect wife or whatever. The, nobody deserved this, you know? Uh, so, Justine, we, we, we go to see Justine. She finds Sam coked out on the floor, drunk on the floor, and... This this ends badly. Um, I, I didn't I didn't recognize you. Thanks. <laughs> Creep. And then and then this ends up. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't happen right here, but just we'll, we'll get to what happens right after that. But this ends up with uh, with Sam all types of fucked up starting to kiss her and he and he does it in just such a sleazy way too where he's like i don't even know if you're fucking 18 and i don't care i don't care uh. he, starts, he starts kissing her she freaks the fuck out he doesn't understand why she freaks out he's like i, I don't get it you've been you've been following me around uh you know this fangirl shit yeah bombshell Shyamalan twist time sam you are my father. Ah, uh, gross. Dude. Dude, dude, dude. Ew, and ew. now this, everything I, makes sense. This, this is the best part of this whole thing, by the way. Yes, it makes total sense. But the favorite part of just you saying that is you got kicked out of a Black Panther rally. Yeah, I, I have that in my notes. I was like, you got picked, kicked out of a Black Panther rally and you ended up in her bar. He was like, I don't, I never live there. So fucking classic. I love I love that 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 they decided to add that to his character. He Sam does not react well at all. Um, and this totally makes sense. Like it totally makes sense that Justine was not into him. She was just, I guess, freaked out about the whole thing and trying to but get yeah. her dad and trying to meet her dad. Yeah, and he was trying to get to know. She was trying to get to know her dad without him knowing, I guess. Yeah. Um, and he does not react well. He's like, "So what the fuck do you want? You want money? You want bone marrow? What? <laughs> Stop fucking looking at me!" Aw, he was so mean to her. That fucking dick. Dude, Justine looks heartbroken and she pieces out. Bye, Justine. Um, yeah. I mean, 
Jeez. Like, come on, Sam. So then, yeah. So then everything just makes sense from right. the beginning of her, like, being obsessed with his movies and knowing everything about it and all that stuff. Yeah. 100%. Like, it all makes sense. And you're just kind of like, oh, okay, I get it now. You're like, oh, yeah. Um, so now back to what's going on inside. We've got Bash hijacking the event. And just like you mentioned earlier, this is my favorite part of the scene as well. He introduces them as uh, women who have been coming to the gym to wrestle to keep them off drugs. Mainly crack. They are the women of WAD. The women against drugs. Or the wrestlers against drugs. Wrestlers against drugs. And- so... Wait, what were you gonna say? No, so I, I was gonna I was gonna go into like so they're all telling stories but just adding crack at the end of it. I, I, I have I have their stories written down. I gotta get into them because some of these Do are really it. funny. Do Matthew it. Picho. Matthew Picho goes, My low point came two months ago when I woke up on a bench at the mall, naked and high. And then just a giant smile. <laughs> like she's never been happier telling a story in the world. The uh, Vicky the Viking. Then I spent all my money on the crack. The crack. The crack. Welfare queen is my favorite. So my husband said it's either me or the crack. I chose the crack. <laughs> fucking one of, one of the uh, beatdown biddies goes, so my husband said, oh, no, no, no. Crack should be my middle name. And also my first and my last name. <laughs> she just be crack, crack, uh, crack. Yeah. <laughs> crack, crack, crack. <laughs> crack, crack, crack. Uh, Rhonda goes, eggs, bacon, bangers and mash, toast, marmite and crack. <laughs> I don't like Marmite. Mel- Melrose, I went to three rehabs. Uh, Hazelden was the best one, so you know, you guys, if you have like a fucked up kid or whatever. Also, I did a lot of crack. <laughs> and she I probably really did go to that rehab clinic. I was, yeah, 100% that rehab was real. Fortune Cookie is just going off on Asian and ends it with crack. Like, I'm not going to do an impression of what she did because that would just come off sounding very insensitive, but it was Asian, uh, Chinese. It was a language. It wasn't Chinese. I saw it in parentheses, but I forgot to write it down. It's not Chinese. It's some other language. Was it Vietnamese? No, I I know that word. Start with a K. K H something. No, I know those words. (laughs) Excuse me. Trying to help. It's like K H something. Okay, so that means I'll definitely not guess it. Um, So Ruth is the last one. She's the only one to keep it real. She goes into great detail about fucking Debbie's husband. And talks about why she did it. Being insecure, being resentful, all the regrets she felt afterwards. Um, And talks about how wrestling saved her when she was at her lowest point. And I think Debbie realized the same exact thing happened to her, like, while listening to this. Mm -hmm. And it's a better feeling than drugs. Crack, specifically. And then Bash gives the big thumbs up. (laughs) (laughs) I love Bash. He has so much energy. Yeah. And you know what? This all worked. They're getting them checks. They're getting them checks. And one of my absolute favorite line of this episode. After, so the mother says, I'm not going to give you money. Oh, I know what you're going to say. I'm not going to give you money. She's like, I, thank you. Give me the check. She said, but I do have a venue. Unless that's too fancy for you. And he's like, no, no, we could take I think it's the Hayward Worth, I think it's called. And Hayward. yeah. And she walks away and it's Ruth. Yes. Ruth says it. Ruth says to her, you should go give her, you should give her a hug. And he just looks at her and smiles and says, no, we don't do that. <laughs> Dude, what I loved most about her saying that was her delivery. Because she was so, like, she was overcome with emotion. And she's like, you you should hug her. Like, like she's watching a movie and she yeah. just wanted them to, like, you know, you just want those characters to kiss at the end already. And he wasn't, yeah. he wasn't repulsed by, like, ugh, no, we don't do that. He had a smile on his face. He said, no, we don't do that. Oh, no, we don't do that. Yeah, like, this is very casual, just very matter-of-fact. So fun. I said, oh, my so God, fun. this is like me. No hugs. Gross. Yeah. Uh, so the episode ends with Justine leaving uh, from Sam. Like, it ends with that bombshell where we find out that just Sam is uh, Justine's father and Justine breaks out. And so now we know we've got one episode left and there are a lot of – pieces into place yes there are a lot of shit going down are you excited oh my god i'm so excited for this this episode is so good this episode is so every time i watch watch episodes i'm like this is my favorite episode and i'm like "Mm, no this is my this is my favorite episode yeah yeah Rewatching it again i was like this is my favorite episode so good so the girls are headed into the venue for the show girls are getting ready it's chaos outside the glotel they are all getting packed up and shit sam 
shows up. Apparently, Sam has been gone for three days. He spent three days drinking. What's up with him in three days? What's up with I these three-day binges? Three days is just an appropriate time to leave and, I you guess. know, without them calling the cops, I guess. I guess. Uh, he shows up and Ruth's like, you smell like a distillery. <laughs> he has not been seen since the party. Uh, Ruth told the girls that he was at a meditation retreat. <laughs> yes, because that's exactly <laughs> where he would be. Yeah. Uh, and he's just finding out now that the show is happening. But like, he doesn't know that he didn't know the show was happening. He didn't know they got a venue. He, he peaced out. Yeah. He tells Ruth that Justine uh, is his kid. Uh, Justine's gone. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I think it was it was Arthie who says uh, Justine's probably with Billy. Who the fuck is Billy? See, that sounded paternal. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that scene. I mean, he's noticeably freaking out, but he also is noticeably now he's he's 100% concerned about Justine. Nothing else matters. He's got to find his kid. Yeah. Oh, good yeah. job, Sam. Ruth asks Debbie if she's ready, and she seems very surprised to learn that she's moving home with Mark. And they they talk. We don't we don't hear it, but it seems like Debbie just quit the show last minute. This scene reminds me of a league of their own. When Tom Hanks is talking to Gina Davis and she's like, no, I'm going home with, what's her husband's name? Bill? Sure. Bill? I want to, Bill Pullman, who, whatever his name is in there. Um, and she's like, no. And he's like, but you love, but you love the game. Why would you, why are you going to leave? And she's like, she said, no, I, I have to go home. Like, that's it. I'm going home. And that, that scene reminded me so much of A League of Their Own because Ruth is like, what do you mean? We just talked about this. What are you going to – you love you love this now. You love rest, wrestling. And Debbie's like, no, I just – I have to work it out. How can I, how can I be here? How can I work it out if I'm not with my husband? Yeah, like she can't, she can't do it. Uh, Ruth tells the girls that Debbie bailed, and Ruth looks like she's going to cry. Like she came back with like tears welling up in her eyes. Um, she doesn't know who she's going to fight. But Sherry steps up to be supportive, and she's like, "We'll figure it out. It's okay. Let's, you know, let's just get there. We'll work. We'll we'll figure it out." Um, Keith, I love this part of the scene, uh, the part of this episode. Keith says the first song to play is an omen, and Melrose doesn't believe in that radio voodoo until they turn it on, and it's things can only get better. And they're me like, "Oh, turn it up!" Oh, 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 oh. That was really beautiful, Brady. Thank you. I do not hear that nearly as much as I think I should, but always happy to hear it. You're welcome. Um, yes. Also, that's a great song, and this was a cool moment. Uh, I love it when they when they play songs on, on the way to places. That's that's always fun scenes for me. Yeah. The venue's huge. The girls start getting nervous. The network was gonna use tripods, but Ruth goes to the cameraman and she's like, "Go handheld." Well, you know, we want it to be visceral. You got to pace the perimeter of the ring. And the cameraman mentions that you will always see one of us in every shot if you do this, which is a nice nod to Glow because this is kind of a staple of the real Glow. Yeah. Like if you watch Glow, you do have a cameraman in every shot because they did want it to be handheld and they, you know, pace the ring. Uh. <laughs> Bash, uh, Bash has got the pink ropes in the ring. They they shout him out, "Hey, Bash, love the pink ropes!" Bash does the Ultimate Warrior, and the ropes come right off. And when you do, when this happened, I don't know if you caught it, but Awesome Kong, Welfare Queen, Tamay, she makes the funniest face. I don't like, know if I caught it. Is uh, it like dude, a surprise just, face or a scared face? Yeah, no, like like shocked and scared, like. <gasps> Like just, I didn't catch on to that. No, it was so good. It's so good. Um, and we're we're just we're given hints that this could easily go poorly. Yeah. Like like this can easily go bad. Uh then flash to uh, we got Justine with Billy. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, Pizza Boy Billy. They're playing. Uh, I love when they bring out the board games and she's like, "You don't have clue." And he says, "My mom doesn't want me to play any games that deal with murder." <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, maybe Monopoly's better. <laughs> Sam shows up. Justine looks pissed. Oh, this is one of my favorite things ever. <laughs> Sam's like, you must be Billy. Billy stands up with his chest out. Relax with the standing and sticking your chest out. I'm just here to talk. Do you want anything to drink? Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. 
computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, coffee black. And then, and then he's up trying to apologize to Justine. And he's like, I'm sorry I tried to fuck you just as the mob is coming back in. No, no, no. It's not even that. It's just, look, I'm sorry I tried to fuck you. If you had told me you were my daughter, I would never have done that. <laughs> and that's when she comes. Which, I'm sorry, that just makes the lie so much better. And then she's like, milk, sugar, uh, black. <laughs> oh, black. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> And then, and then, you know what? He kind of makes just a little bit of sense. He still sounds like an idiot, but he's like, "Look, you know, pretending to audition for a show that I'm doing, and then following me around like a crazed fangirl definitely, you know, made it worse." That's all I'm saying. I guess. I mean, they both just should have been honest with each other. Right. Exactly. Uh, and also, he was coked up and drunk as shit. So. I mean, just the timing, it, no part of this was good timing for either one of them. Uh, but Justine says she just wanted to meet him. She had no plan. She, uh, I, I love this part. He asked, she's like, is your real name even Justine? And then Billy's face is priceless. Billy just looks at her like, oh, what? Like, like, all of a sudden, he's like, wait, wait, what's going on? Do I even know you anymore? Like, he, <laughs> it was awesome. Funny face, funny face, Billy. Uh, she doesn't care about wrestling. She really just wanted to meet her dad. And, you know, this has gone horribly from the start. He says it can only get better from here. She tells him to leave with her. Uh, she tells him to leave. But uh, immediately you can see she has second thoughts when he leaves. Yeah. Because her father apologized and now he's going to be in her life. Yeah. Uh, so now we're back to the ladies. Ruth is taking charge of getting the girls ready and making sure everything is happening. And uh, she tells she needs she needs Bash to announce. He's like, I brought my tuxedo. I was born for this moment. When he like dips his fingers in the glitter and then like puts it on his eyes for eyeshadow just subtly enough. It was the most glorious moment ever. Dude, that was so beautiful. I love that fucking uh, moment. I also love he then he, he mentions to her. He's like, when does this, since when does this end the tag team match? And we just get like a sly little smile from Ruth. Yeah. Like, like so we don't know what's going on, but we know she's got a plan. Because now she has to change it up because... Debbie isn't going to wrestle. Bale. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Welfare Queen, we learned, was an audience coordinator for Family Feud. And she's like, if you want people to... Because they look out into the crowd and there ain't nobody there. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a big-ass venue and they didn't fill the seats. She's like, if you want people to sit, you got to give them a reason. And and this is true, people. Uh, game shows, talk shows, all these type of shows that have lied to audiences, a lot of times they do pay those audience members uh, money to appear interested and to, uh, you know, be good audience members. So Melrose has $300 cash that she gives up to the team. Sheila still has the cash from the car wash, minus $5 from ice cream, of course. Mm. And the girls go to the movies to steal customers with $10. Yeah, $10. That's all you need. You don't need to wait in line for three hours. <laughs> Sheila was the best. She's like... We're the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. And if you want to see more, you'll have to take this money and meet me across the street at the Hayworth. I love <laughs> Sheila. Sheila's the best. Um, we got Glenn Klitnick showing up, and he tells Sherry that she got the part. But she would have to leave Glow. How, and she's like, wait, I can't, do, I can't do them both? He's like, oh, come on. How would that work? It would be confusing for the audience. One minute you're fighting crime, the next minute you're getting your behind kicked in the ring. Doesn't make sense. But unfortunately, this is actually how it was back then. Um, I would assume more so for the women. But the truth is, Ed O'Neill, who uh, played Al Bundy when uh, Married with Children was popular, mm-hmm. he would get other roles and uh, be on, they would have to recast. Like he would be fired. Because the crowd would respond to Al Bundy when he was trying to play a serious part. I still respond to him as Al Bundy. Even though he's on Modern Family? Because he is Al Bundy on Modern Family. Jay Pritchett, you think that's an old Al Bundy? Of course it's an old Al Bundy. Bundy. (laughs) Well, old Al Bundy upgraded. Yeah, his wife is super hot. No disrespect to Peg. Yeah, no disrespect because we love Peg. But Gloria. 
Yeah. Gloria's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So now the first match is Beirut versus Britannica. Mm-hmm. And did you know, Danielle, that Britannica's brain is four pounds heavier than the average girl? I did not know that. Well, I know that now that Bash said that in her introduction to the ring, which I thought was a nice touch. Bash is so into these intros. It's hilarious. It's great. It's great. He's a fanboy. That's why. He's a little too into Beirut's intro, though. Look at that dirty sand rat. She'll hijack this whole damn match if she has to. But but when he says that, he's looking at cards and he makes a face because he realized he shouldn't say that. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah, he looks at the card and like kind of goes... Because he's all like, right. oh, yeah, he doesn't, I got, yeah. All right, I'm glad, I'm glad you pointed that out. I actually missed that. And I'm, I'm glad he did that because I want to like Bash. And the truth is that was a very insensitive comment considering last episode started with us finding out about the hijacking. Yeah. And her name is Beirut, which I'm sorry, but they should have changed that name. Like, let's be real. Well, <laughs> totally. and what's interesting about this is uh, during the match, obviously she's she's going over, which means she's winning. And the crowd starts booing her and saying racist slurs at her. Dude, they get fucking rowdy. And guys, honestly, it's been like it, it can get like that. Like I've seen people like curse out Big Show and like J- just curse JBL. JBL uh, and it's like guys, Chris you know Jericho, yeah, like Yeah, it's they, like you they know can take it too far. Yeah, fans can take it too far. Um they get involved, but they get too involved sometimes. So they start throwing stuff, they wind up hitting Britannica. Go back to the Middle East, Dune Coon. Yeah, and they call Fuck her a towelhead. Terrorist, dirty yeah. towelhead. Fuck you, like, bro. It was bad. It was bad. Uh, they wind up throwing stuff. They spit at her. They wind up yeah. throwing something in the ring, and it hits Britannica in the head. Yeah, it cuts her right in the head. Yeah. Once again, we are reminded that the only respectable man on this entire show is Keith, because Teeth tells them they have to leave. He's like, fuck is your problem, man. Y'all got to go. And then they're like saying fuck you to him. He's like, you don't want me to come out. I'll fuck you up, Baldy. And you, Greg Allman. Oh, man, I wrote that down in my next Greg Allman <laughs> in my notes. <laughs> so good. So good. And here's one thing. Like I said, we want to like Bash. But Bash is not doing anything to stop this. Mm-mm. And he's kind of glorifying it by calling them animated fans and saying, we've got some drinkers in the house. And it's okay because everyone's having a good time. Well, Bash, you know who you sound like? John Cena. John Cena, when he says the the beach ball is okay. Yep, I just compared you to John Cena talking about the beach ball. Yes, you just compared beach balls to terrorists. The beach balls are terrorists. They hijack the show. Pretty much, pretty much, pretty much. Like these fans are trying to do before. Keith, kick them out. Yeah. Go, Keith. Best. White meat baby Keith, face. Keith for president. Uh, there's a very real moment backstage with, uh, with Beirut and Rhonda, Britannica, as the girls help each other. And, you know, it was very intense for them. Everyone hated Beirut. And Rhonda says to her, she's like, well, isn't that a good thing? And they don't say anything else. They're both just left wondering. Because how far do you want it to go that they hate you? Yeah. I mean, it's a very real concern for the wrestling world. Uh, But even more for these women back there. Like, you know, is is it really worth it? Um, Next, we got Cherry Bang versus Vicky Viking. And I'm sorry, I know that I've been going on and on about how great Sheila is, but Vicky Viking is one of the most underrated, the actress I'm talking about, very underrated on this show. Like, her stuff just goes very understated. But she's, like, in the ring, and she just screams, Viking Viking (laughs) (laughs) I have that in my notes, too. And then she performs a very aggressive Bronco Buster. Yeah, I like Bronco Busters. Yeah. Uh, Vicky's, Vicky's looks like it could do some damage. Uh, with that Viking badge. Uh, Keith checks on Cherry, and Cherry te- and we, we know this is where Keith just, you know, communicates with the women. And Cherry tells him she got the part. And I love Keith here. He's like, oh, my God, I am so excited. I can't even concentrate. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I love these two so much. And she's torn about leaving. By, yes, they have this conversation in the ring in the corner. And she's torn about leaving the show. She's like, I don't know if I want to leave. He seems very into celebrating her accomplishment. It's a leading role, baby. When you finish, we're going to go out. We're going to celebrate. And I just, one thing I took from this is that clearly no one has ever believed in Cherry as much as Keith, possibly herself included. And it, and it shows the, to the audience the difference between Keith and Cherry and Debbie and Mark. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It, I, you, that's that, I'm so happy you pointed that out. I didn't even really see that. It's uh, it's such a contrast where yeah. he's completely supportive of her and everything she does absolutely, and and Mark calls it silly and thinks this is dumb and was disgusted by her in this wrestling instead of just being supportive. Yeah, and keep in mind we've already known that Keith and Cherry were a stunt couple. Yeah. Back in the day, where you know black exploitation was pretty much very big, and and women were were not treated with that much respect, but you know it took a lot to be a stunt couple. And now here he is refereeing his wife's matches, supporting his wife's decisions, uh, cheering her on, and knowing that she deserves a leading role and that no one can do it like she can. It's just cool to see. Very very awesome. Yay. And I, I think uh, I also think he kind of knew how the industry worked. And that there was truly no way she could do both. And I simply, when she told him that she was going to go audition, I think he kind of knew that it meant she was going to leave the show. Yeah, and he was supportive no matter what. Exactly. Uh, Machu Picchu is very nervous backstage. Uh, we, we, just, we, just, we just see her very nervous backstage. And uh, we, get, we do get Beauty versus the Beast. Which is Melrose versus Sheila the She-Wolf. I love that Melrose came in on two guys' shoulders. Yes. She I better not that. fucking drop me. And I love that Sheila came in in a cage. Oh my god, I love Sheila coming in in the cage. Yeah, it was so such a nice touch. Uh, we then see Debbie is in the audience with Mark. Fuck Mark. Fuck that guy. I literally have fucked that guy written in my notes every time Mark is on this fucking screen. Uh, so now we got and, – and so Debbie goes to get a drink. Sam confronts Debbie and basically calls her out for leaving. She calls him out for leaving. That's the and, scene. That's the scene too where it's very Tom Hanks. I was wondering why my notes were out for That's the scene where it's very Tom Hanks and Gina Davis talking about what do you mean you're leaving? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it, it, very, very good parallels there. And – uh, one thing I liked is when talking about what Ruth is going to do in the main event, Debbie basically is like, look, Ruth's got it. She could wrestle herself and it would be great. I think it's a small nod to the Invisible Man scene, which was so very good earlier in the season. I also think it's a nod to Debbie secretly being threatened by Ruth's talent, drive and ability. And I think it's also saying that, look, she she was so confident in herself and now she's not confident anymore because she's back with Mark. Yeah, yeah. Mark has broken her down. Uh, she certainly resented being called a quitter by Sam, though. Yep. I saw a little fire in her yeah, eyes. Yeah, see? Tom Hanks, Gina Davis, all the way, a league of their own. Can we get this guy some coffee? Uh, so, once again, speaking of this dipshit, Mark wants to leave in the second half. He's like, you want to stay or can we go get something to eat? He is insulting. He is condescending. And he calls it silly. He calls and it silly. And she says, silly. this is exactly, she's like, that's what you called the soap opera when I first got it. You called it silly. Yeah. And quick reminder, that's what made her a star to begin with. Mm-hmm. So not only is Mark a jackass, but he's wrong. Just flat out wrong. Uh, not silly to be a TV star. Certainly not silly to be a wrestling star. We got Welfare Queen versus Machu Picchu. Machu Picchu's nervous. But who's in the audience? Her who's papa. In the audience? Her, her papa. Her daddy. Goliath Jackson. And he's clapping and cheering her on and wants to get the crowd hype because he knows what to do. Oh, yeah. it's so good. He knows what to do. He knows what's up. They have a great match, complete with Welfare Queen assaulting her with food stamps. I love Bash's overreaction to this. I love the calls on this. I love Awesome Kong. She's just so good. I get so much money from the government, I just throw it away. <laughs> and then, And then Keith... Such an underrated line. Hey, come on now. Good people can use those. <laughs> Keith is great. And then Bash with the expert call, literally shoving her socialist welfare policy right down Machu Picchu's throat. They- I, I, I just love Awesome Kong in this scene. She's like, you believe what President Reagan says, that I'm cheating the system? It's so I good. think Welfare Queen is trying to bore Machu Picchu into submission. And it's working. <laughs> and it's working. Yeah. Uh, I thought this match was very integral to the story, and this match, or at least you needed to have one match, other than, of course, the main event, uh, but you need to have one match to be really good, you know, mm-hmm. just as uh, kind of like a way to show you what all the women's matches were kind of like. 
And that's where Awesome Kong comes in a hand. Uh, and the fact that this match was able to end with a powerbomb, I thought was a very nice touch. Oh my god, that was so awesome. Continues to give the show legitimacy as they do wrestling right. Uh, we now have Sam freaking out about the cameraman in each other's shot. And while he's doing that, Justine is back. Yay, Justine, you're back. Quick back and forth. They seem okay. And then they seem okay. And then Sam says, you want to make out again? No, Justine said that. Oh, she said it. Damn it. Yeah, Justine <laughs> says, you want to make out again? And he's like, what? <laughs> no, because if Sam said that, that would not be funny. Justine was able to kind of make you're it right, work. You're right, it was Justine. It was very, uh, yeah, it was very awkward, very ice-breaking moment. Uh, and then that, and then when she says "kidding G's," he gives her a very awkward back pat, just just pats her right on the back. Sounds like I uh, I think I'm gonna like seeing these two together more. Me too. Yeah. Uh, now we've got the main event tag team match for the Glow Crown from Bolshevik Russia and the Rice Patties of China, respectively. Zoya the Destroyer and Fortune Cookie versus the Beatdown Biddies. I love the beatdown biddies. They're so funny. They sound yeah, like I, little the, cartoon characters, like little trolls. Yeah, these actresses are comedians in real life, and it shows. They give Zoya a good spanking. They they give they put somebody in um, the camel clutch, but she calls it the chin up. She's like chin up, chin up, chin up, like you know an old lady telling you to put your chin up and have proper yeah. grace. It just very very funny, very well done. Uh and then. The heels, the heels win. Zoya and uh, and Rice, Rice, uh, uh, fucking a uh, fortune cookie win. <laughs> rice, <laughs> Rice, Rice, Rice. Uh, until Zoya turns on Fortune Cookie, hits her with a suplex. I love that. Yeah, I, I love it too. And she wins the crown. She wins the crown. The heel wins the crown. Zoya the Destroyer stands supreme and cuts a heel promo on the audience, saying, Russia is supreme world leader. <laughs> we, of course, we get another appearance from our boy Florian as he gives her the crown. <laughs> Florian just is there to do his job, and he's doing an excellent job at that. A quick point to Florian, actually, since we love Florian. There was a quick part where um, when they first get to the arena and Bash is just showing them everything that's happening. He's like, I got Florian and the boys uh, setting chairs up. And Florian real quick just flexes a muscle. Florian's the best. Like, I just love Florian. Yeah. I could tell. Uh, but back to uh, back to Zoya cutting her heel promo. She's like, Russia's supreme world leader. And everyone here is too much sissy. <laughs> She's so good at that role. Very good. And then who steps up? Ah, Liberty Bell. So Deb, Debbie stands up, and it, what does she say? Well, here's here's what I love, because you don't hear Liberty Bell. We kind of hear Debbie. Yeah. Because I don't hear the accent here. And she says, uh, well, first, Zoya calls her, and she's like, oh, the bald housewife in dress? And she's like, I'm a proud American mother, and I don't want to raise my children in a world without freedom. And then she strips that off her jacket, and she's Liberty Bell. And she turns to Mark and says, is this silly enough for you? She's like, you can leave. You can leave if it's too silly. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And uh, the girls freak out because they're like, she was faking the entire time. Did you know? No, I didn't know. If I knew, I would have told you. And uh, I love that it, it kind of just it changes the character a bit now. It feels real. Like I love about how uh, uh, when I'm talking about the Liberty Bell character, mm -hmm. like I like the twist that now she's an American mother and she doesn't want to raise her children. Like that to me seems more like, you know, in the wrestling world, it's very important that your character is a bit of a reflection of yourself. Yeah. Characters like Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, these people are all very connected to their own characters. And it now seems like for the first time, Debbie's not just doing the character that Vicky the Viking came up with, that she stole from her. Mm -hmm. She's doing a proper representation of her character. And then it goes on to have the final An amazing match. match. Oh my god, goosebumps that entire match. First of all, they're playing, if you guys notice, our intro has changed from The Warrior by Patti Smith to Invincible by Pat Benatar. That match was so fucking good. I got goosebumps. I watched it like five times. Yeah, I got chills. I got chills watching this were match. Were they multiplying? Uh -oh. And were you losing control? A little bit. Because the little power bit. you're supplying. 
It's electrifying. Sorry. Um, yeah, and they're just having the most fantastic match. I mean, they're doing everything that we saw in the montage previously better, and they're just getting so hyped up because the crowd is totally, USA, they're so into this match. And there's the moment Debbie's just like, F this. And Debbie doesn't go from the first rope, doesn't go from the second. Debbie gets on that top rope and fucking jump. And she looks over at uh, at Allison Brie and Allison Brie gives her the nod and she flies. You have to turn God, it was so good. And then I love it. She nails it. And then first off, I didn't just get chills because of how great the storytelling was or even how great the match was, but just how good Allison Brie and Betty Gilspin are. Yeah, because that was all them. That they, there were for for anyone wondering, no stunt people, no wrestlers came in. These people learned yeah. how to wrestle from Chavo Guerrero and other trainers, and they killed it. Ooh, Amazing sorry. match. Obviously, of course, it's a TV show. It was editing, but still, yeah, these actresses did a fantastic job. They the build up to the big move was fantastic, and then after she hits it, Debbie goes, "Are you okay?" Which you know, small little detail for their development and their friendship. And also, and just Ruth is like, you flew. You flew. It was epic. Yeah. Now go, go get, get your, your crown. crown. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, here's the only thing I didn't like. I liked, I didn't like that when she won, she immediately got her accent back. And all of a sudden, she's Liberty Bale. I like it. Eh, I, I, I like the Well, more she weird. had an accent when she called out Zoya right before she got in the ring. Nah, it was very understated accent. It was more like she was very subtly talking. Like, oh. it was it was a very subtle accent. Well, she went back into I, character. You can't blame her for that. I'm not blaming her. I, I, I would never blame her for this. Um, however, she's, uh, you know, accepting her crown. She's talking about how, uh, how good it feels. Uh, Ruth is looking on with a big smile, such an amazing, heartwarming moment, and then Welfare Queen takes the ring, takes the crown, and says, if you want this crown back, you can fight me for it. Uh, we've got Debbie kind of whispering, like, Tame, it's, it's okay, it's over. And then she whispers back, like, I guess not, Sam changed it. Which, for the record... That's kind of fucked up that Sam disappears for three days, watches what they do, and then decides to just come in and change it. But but there's a reason that he will that uh, he explains after what happens. Exactly. And I love this little heel promo by Welfare Queen. America, you have turned your back on me long enough. You have ghettoized my people and put us in an endless cycle of poverty. Tonight, I take back what I deserve. And what's good about that is he kind of went with what she talked about in, what, episode three, where she's like, I don't want my my son thinking, like, this is okay and this stereotype is okay. I don't want him him looking at me and, like, being disappointed or embarrassed. So she has that little bit of feel that, yeah, I'm a welfare queen, but this is why I'm a welfare queen. And he said from the start he always wanted to use her as a commentary on, like, the vicious cycle that minorities and African Americans were in and are in. You know what I'm saying? Like he wanted to use her as a commentary to speak on stuff and and here it is and there's a lot of other reasons why this is great too but he she gives the airplane spin to debbie i love this call by bash i'm just saying what i'm seeing and i can't believe what i'm seeing i hope also, that was all ad-libbed i hope he's just a really big wrestling mark i hope so too that would make me so happy if chris lowell is just a huge wrestling mark um but i also love that when uh, a welfare queen does take the crown and is cutting this promo. You see Bash, he doesn't really look surprised. He's not freaking out. He kind of just looks to Sam and points her. He's like, oh, we're going with her? Yeah. Like, Bash gets how the wrestling world works. Bash gets it. Uh, so Sam, and uh, Sam, Ruth, and Debbie talk right to the audience when, when they have their three-way conversation after, uh, you know, after welfare queen wins the crown. Yeah, they're basically saying, uh, she's like, why did you do that? And he's like, what? You had your, he's like, you had your tricks and I had mine. And uh, he was like, predictable. And she was like, how is that predictable? She came out of the crowd. And she's like, and my turn. And he's and like, oh, and the baby face good guy wins. Right. And it's just explaining everything to the audience, complete, by the way, with Ruth letting us know it's called a work. Yeah. It's called a work. He he's, like, he's like, what, you get your secret plan? She's like, it's called a work, which for non-wrestling fans, like they're, they're giving you an education. They're teaching you the terminology. And then he's and they like, explain exactly why it happened. Yeah. And he says, and he says, which is absolutely true. And we've talked about this on our show. The money right. is in the chase. 
Yeah. And and Debbie says it before he even says that she's like, so now it's all about trying to win the crown back from Welfare Queen. Boom. Yes, Debbie, that's what it's like. That's the exactly. money is in the chase. The money is not in the baby face being the champion because that gets boring quick. We always the talk mo- about that. We always say we want them to chase the belt. That's why you need good heels. That's why, as Alex Riley's character said in this, the heel makes the face. Oh, so good. And so good. Uh, it's just... The truth is, it's just it's just genius. Also, like in terms of good booking, in terms of from coming from a wrestler fan perspective, Welfare Queen lost earlier in the night. Sumatra Pichu is now a logical opponent for Welfare Queen as uh, as as the new champion. Uh, Debbie also is going to want the title back. You got Zoya in the mix. Welfare Queen is the best worker. Machu Picchu has the most experience. So she's also up there. Liberty Bell is the most likable and the biggest name. And Zoya is probably the one of the best workers they have. She could probably go heel or face uh, because of the great worth Ruth does. The crowd hates her. She's going to make others look good. In the wrestling world, this entire thing was just very well booked. Yep, it works. It certainly does. Uh, and Sam even says, he's like, I think I'm going to roll credits on this pandemonium. And as all all the girls but Ruth and Debbie are in the ring and just chaos ensues. And we get the credits. Think it could be over. But no. We can then see Bash rushing to get the tape. No, no. You missed a very, very important part. What I missed. This is very important. What I missed. While all the pandemonium has happening in the ring, Debbie and and Ruth are talking to each other. Oh, And then, very important. And Ruth says, want to grab a drink? And De- because they're staring at the ring, she says, "You want to grab a drink?" And without even looking at Ruth, she says, "No, we're not there." We're not there. Meaning, yeah. like they're still not okay. That's a very important part of. That's You're very right. important. Right. Tag. <laughs> and tag. that's a You're tag. Right. And that's where it, that's where it ends. That's where it ends before we go into the credits. Right, where Bash then rushes to get the tape in time to air the pilot. The girls gather together to watch it. They're all wondering how it's going to be, what's going to happen. We see the Bash intro. And that does it for season one of Glow. Oh, I'm so sad it's over. Bro, so many questions for season two. So many questions. Like, it leaves us so up in the air for a lot of things, which is the makings of a good season two for any series that does that. Uh, Will Cherry be back? Or will she leave for that other show? Will she not be with the glow anymore? Will Beirut and the other ladies join what Welfare Queen had done at at one point and stand up for changes to their characters? Now that it's gotten a little real, will Sam and Justine be a father-daughter movie-making combo? Will they actually get money from this now and start getting sponsorship and be able to put on shows and not have to... And because, you know, they had no funding for this. Here's another question. Now that Mothers and Lovers is pretty much dead, what's Sam's motivation going to be? Is he is he going to fall in love with the women's wrestling show? Does do we watch that happen? Do we watch him fall out of love? Are like, we going to are we going to meet new characters next season because they're going to introduce more re- female wrestlers? Honestly, we probably will. That's Genji Kohan style. Uh let's see. I I I think um and I I I know we're probably going to do another episode where we talk all about Glow as a whole, so we can probably get to a lot of predictions in that episode. But if you had to leave us with uh, a prediction or two, a key one for season two, what, what would you what would you leave us with? A key one in season two. I don't know. Doesn't 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 have to be a main one. Could be any little prediction. Like for example, I'll, I'll give you one. I think Cherry. I think when we start season two, Cherry will be working on the other show. But I think we're going to watch, like, we're going to see her miss Glow. I think Keith might still be the referee. So that will kind of give her a reason to still see the ladies and still stop by. And then we'll watch Cherry rejoin the cast in, like, the middle of season two. But I don't think she'll still be with Glow to start. I think eventually in season two they will get funding and they will have badass wrestling costumes. I think their costumes will step up. Because Machu Picchu just has a t-shirt with, like, a little hat. Right. Yeah. Besides Welfare Clinton Queen, obviously, but I think they'll step it up with their outfits and their attire. This season, this season was building up with standards for these girls being so low between them not knowing how to wrestle and them just figuring stuff out and not having faith in themselves and not having funding and not knowing if the show was going to happen. That when the show was put together like and, and when it worked, when, when they were actually able to put together matches that entertain a crowd, 
it almost distracted, I think, us as a live audience from the fact that these people are, you know, like Machu Picchu is wrestling in a T-shirt. And, you know, these the costumes aren't that extravagant. So I think that would be actually awesome. Absolutely. I predict more Florian. I think I think I think, I that think you guy just want it. more Florian. Well, I, it's really that dynamic. I want to see the bromance explored more. We got to see Sam and Bash bromance more than we saw Bash and Florian. And I just think Florian's character, like the establishment of that character as just a butler best friend, is hilarious to me. And I want I want to I want to see that more. All right. I mean, also he serves Lucky Charms in a bowl. I mean, come on. I'm not a fan of Lucky Charms. Too sugary. You you would say that. I'm a Honey Bunches of Oats girl or Honey Oat Cheerios. I like Ew, the simple stuff. Honey Bunches of Oats. Honey Bunches of Oats is delicious. Yeah. Delicious. So uh, uh, that, that's the I end. I like Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I like Cinnamon Toast Crunch. That's my shit. Um, yeah. Season one has ended. Thank you, everyone, who put up with us for five episodes. Really, Brady? Nothing? What am I going to say? Oh. <laughs> I, I thought you were closing us out. This I was closing your... us out. I thought I was like communicating. All right. Well, um, thanks for right, do, thanks for let's uh, do that again. Then let's do that again. Do it one more time. Do it one more time. I am. Hold on. <laughs> thanks, guys, for putting up with us for uh, for five episodes discussing our new favorite TV show, Glow, on Netflix. That you should definitely check out and be excited that season two is definitely happening. And by putting up with she, of course, means thank you for inviting us into your homes. And you are welcome for the entertainment we have provided. Thank you guys for joining us. We love this show. We love that you guys listen to us talking about this show. We're definitely going to do another episode because we love this show so much. We're definitely going to be reviewing this again for season two. Uh, as always, let us know on Facebook, Heel Marks Wrestling Podcast, on Twitter, at The Heel Marks, on Instagram, at The Heel Marks. Hell, you can email us. Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts about Glow, about our review of Glow, what you want to see us do, what you don't want to see us do. Let us know if you're ready for season two, just like we are. Let us know your predictions of what you think is going to happen season two. We would love to hear your ideas. Absolutely. We really do. And still, go on iTunes, give us a five-star rating. Not one, two, three, or four. Five. Five, five, five. Uh, leave us a comment. You can contact us anywhere. We are always responsive to our fans. And until next time, guys, say your prayers and eat your vitamins.